Whoever receives one child such as this receives me. This summer, I was out for a walk when I met Timmy, a little kid in the neighborhood, probably about eight years old. He was out playing in his front yard with his sister while their mom was watching from the window of the house. And Timmy came up to me, smiling, held out his little hand, saying, Here, this is for you. Looking, looked like he had a coin in his hand. Ran right up, placed it in my hand, said, Here. It was a coin. Not just any coin, a $1 James Buchanan gold American currency coin. First, I was a little taken aback, in part, hey kid, COVID, come on, stay back. But also, because I'm not used to taking money from kids. Uh, And so I looked to his mom, and she said, it's his, he can do with it whatever he wants. I told Timmy then and there that I would use it for something important. So I'm sharing it with you today. Whoever receives one child such as this receives me. Any wonder why Jesus singled out a child in the gospel, presuming that the child in the gospel was as trusting and generous as little Tim? St. James tells us today that where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. But in the face of that, in the face of jealousy, selfishness, greed, and pride, we know what makes one happy. At least Timmy did. Trust that springs forth generosity. That's why I invited you all to read Life's Greatest Lesson, what I learned from the happiest people I know. The story of Christopher Grace and the lessons that he learned from his grandmother, Mrs. Lavish Grace. That lady with short, dyed red hair that everyone loved and to whom, according to Christopher, millions came for her funeral. The woman who wore a bracelet that said legs on it, and even more so, lived out legs. If you read the book, you know it's an acronym. Legs, L, love all you can. E, earn all you can. G, give all you can. And S, save all you can. I loved the book because it tells in an easy story something that I've been convinced of for many years, that tithing leads to happiness. Because everything that we have at its source, it comes from God. Everything good, at least, comes from God. And giving back from what we have received opens us up to receive what really matters. Now, I know some are quick to point out that it's easy for me as a priest to say this because, well, I've got room and board taken care of. I have minimal expenses, and it's true. Most of us priests, the practice of tithing, of 
you know, full literal tithing, giving 10% back to God, is, it's a no-brainer. But this has been something that's been going on in my life for a lot longer than that. It was when I was back in college. I don't even remember what church I was in. I was on the road somewhere, and the priest that was there was from the missions. And he was talking that day about some of the children that he worked with in developing countries. And he invited everyone in the congregation to consider adopting a child. Well, I was a college student at the time, but I looked at the paperwork and I saw what it cost. And I knew what I had made the previous summer. And I knew just enough about tithing and about math to figure out that would be about 10%. So I took it. I took the the folder at the door. A little girl named Rebecca was in there. I didn't even think about it at the time. I hadn't really committed to it, but then I realized after I had taken it that if I didn't do it, no one else would. I went back to the file yesterday and did the math. Rebecca is now 31 years old. I've lost track of her. I, she was in India at the time. At last I knew, I supported her until she was 18, helping pay for her education. She's married, and please God, I'll meet her in heaven. But what Rebecca gave to me was much more than what I gave to her. Because I realized there as a young college student, long before generously giving to any one parish or to other charities, that it wasn't all about me. I think I'm a priest today in large part because Rebecca was willing to receive what I was able to offer. Because giving the way Timmy did it, giving the way Lavish Grace did it in the book, isn't about what we have left over and giving from that. It's from giving what the Lord has given to us. It's about putting the Lord first, as Deacon Patrick talked about it last week, and then trusting Him to open us up to happiness. It's real practical. If you made it through, you even saw there's a a plan at the back of the book to go over our accounts and look at how we did last year. Do a little math and see what percentage of our income we, we actually gave. And then come up with a plan for just raising it a little to raise maybe 1%, then to consider what ministries we really care about, and then writing those down, putting a focus on three or four, and then sharing that plan with somebody else. We do this not just because others need us, like Rebecca. We do this because this is what we need. I want to focus out the four different groups of the the parish. First of all, our senior citizens who are living on their savings right now, and I know that's a number of you. Long ago, probably it was that you committed to another plan, or maybe a plan just like this, of giving whatever your plan has been at your state in life. If you're living on your savings, this is not something that I'm asking for you to change into. Also, for those who are unemployed, I am asking you to consider this, but do the math real quickly. 
whatever, 5%, 10% of zero is zero. If you're not earning an income right now, this is a time to just entrust yourself spiritually to the Lord. But also, third, students. It's never too, learn, too, never too early to, to learn this important lesson. And I'm not just talking college students, though I am. It worked in, remarkably in my life, but also our, our high school students and, our, and our, even elementary school students. How great it is when we get a card with, I don't know, five, 10, 20 bucks from a relative for a birthday. And if it's a $20 bill, then how happy it'll make us to share a couple bucks from that with others who are in need. And then finally, fourth, to those for whom this is a a new idea, go back to the the plan that Alan Hunt gave us to not do this all at once. Yeah, 10 is a good rule of thumb. It's something that we see in the scriptures, but just to turn it up a, a small notch, maybe 1% this year, to open us up a little bit more. This is a resource that I'm convinced by, because this is a a part of the spiritual life that I'm sure I need, and I think we all do. Something I want to share with everyone, not just those of you sitting here, but we've taken on the, the habit of new parishioners and all those in marriage prep to use this resource to help them understand this is just part of life that we get to to support others. It's part of our priority as a parish to to welcome others and to be part of that welcome and service because generosity is not negotiable. Money plays such a a part in our lives and that's probably why, why Jesus spoke about it as much as he did. He had 39 parables in the gospel. Eleven of them, almost a third, were, were about money. It's that important for us to have a plan in our lives. And when we are generous as a child, and when we're as thoughtful as a giver like Grandma Lavish, when we pour ourselves out like the Son of Man, we're bound to be open, open to the happiness of the Lord.